I've been working for myself full-time for a little under a decade now, and I use tools to get my work done every day. Some tools are essentials, like I wouldn't be able to get my work done without them, but others, others are just really helpful and I'm glad I have them. On the show today, we talk about 10 pieces of gear that we rely on to get our work done, some of which are perfect for that Amazon gift card you've got burning a hole in your pocket. Hello. <laughs> Enjoy. Hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show. looking for it on that intro this is this is the fizzle show where every friday we publish another conversation to educate and motivate people who work for themselves because doing on your own you're just so prone to fizzle out okay now if you want to go deeper we're we're gonna have a great conversation here we have great conversation every week but if you want to go deeper we've also got depth training community support weekly coaching calls interviews with successful founders about how they did it and a guided roadmap through every stage of business join the thousand plus people getting training motivation and support to actually stay persistent and inspired in their business stay persistent and inspired in your business as a fizzle show listener go to fizzle.co slash try five and get five weeks for free don't fizzle out don't burn out instead Make steady progress toward the life that you design. Fizzle.co slash try five. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 195. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. I thought this, okay? I thought there are pieces of gear that we use every day that, that we like take for granted, probably. Probably things that have come out of, you know, we just, we, we've, we've, I've been in this body for about 35 years now. And there's some things that I've learned about how I work, and there's some tools that really enable that. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with you, Corbett. Except you've been here for a lot longer, and same thing with you, Steph. Except you've been here a little bit shorter, right? Mm-hmm. But we all get these, we all get these, uh, these sort of these, these ways of working. We figure out how we work, and then we find some tools that can help us mm-hmm. in this. Um, now, these could be software tools. These could be pieces of gear, like actual, actual, uh, you know, physical tools and things like that. But I wanted to focus specifically on on things that make our lives better as we get our work done, right? Whether it's something that that specifically directly helps us with our work, or just something that, like, is like if I didn't have this in my day, then I wouldn't be able to do any work, you know. So stuff like that. And I've asked everybody to bring a couple examples so we can we can kind of share what are these pieces of gear that we actually are really glad we have. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That really enable us to get our work done. Yeah, you know? or maybe just some stuff that's kind of cool. Or some stuff that's kind of <laughs> cool. <laughs> Which is exactly, yeah, totally. Some stuff that's just kind of cool. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I love that, Corbett. He's just like bringing that. But, but, uh, Steph, as I, as I, as I explained that, does that, does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think it sounds good. I think one way you explained it to us earlier, Chase, was especially at towards the end of the year, people might end up with maybe like some gift cards. I know I've gotten an Amazon gift card already this year. People might be wondering, what can I, what kind of gear should I equip myself with for the coming year? Maybe there's some, something cool that will spark an idea for people if you end up with a gift card. So I think that's kind of a neat way to think of it too. Or yeah. maybe you just you got through with the holidays and you're like, 
dang it, yeah. nobody got me that thing that I wanted. Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. you were gonna say you got through the holidays, so you need to treat yourself, which that <laughs> that <Yeah>. too. <laughs> treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. Pumpkin beer is almost running out of stock, so I'm gonna treat yep. myself. That's right. Uh, so let's let's jump in, Steph. You always are my favorite place to start because okay. you start us off on such a wonderful fo- foot. So I'd love to start with your lovely foot. Okay. Well, here's my foot. I, it's not going to surprise anybody, I don't think, but I'm going to go there anyway because this is if we're honestly talking about my gear. I can't start my year without a planner, you guys. I got to get a brand new planner. So, mm. I, oh. <laughs> listen, this we is should have done the over under on stuff. <laughs> <saying planner. laughs> but this is great. I asked so before I jumped on with you guys. I asked John. I was kind of stumped. I was like, "What? You know, like what do I use to work? Like you see me work. What do I use?" And he was like, "Let me do an impression of you." before your planner new planner comes in the mail and then let me do a pressure an impression of you once the planner is here <laughs> what did he do <laughs> he was just like super excited and like squealing i love getting a new planner it's like the <laughs> most awesome thing ever so for other people out there i know a lot of people like to write stuff down chase has been talking about how he's been kind of experimenting yeah. with this too um i'm still deciding which planner i'm gonna go with next year i think i might go with mm. the, the uh, day designer by whitney english Whitney's awesome. I love her. And uh, her day designer is pretty cool. I haven't used it before, but I have a lot of friends who do. In the past, I've used the Simplified Planner by Emily Lay. That is also a great one. So for me, I love having a physical paper, uh, you know, pen and paper type planner. I use Google Calendar. I use Asana. I use Slack, all the technology stuff. But nothing beats just having a nice hardcover book that I can kind of throw in my bag and scribble on and just kind of like visualize. It just really helps me. So this is definitely something I can't live without is my uh, my planner. And and of course, it's just so fitting that when I asked my husband, the first thing he said was, it's got to be your planner. So even though it may be not surprising to people, I got to keep it real and say this is a big one for me. Wow, that's that's amazing. I love I love <laughs> I get I, like I'm I'm honestly I was honestly surprised when I heard it for this for a second there. I was like, wonder what she's going to say. And then it was like, oh, of course, she's going to say a planner. <laughs> but you did mention the day designer. You did the day designer and then the simplified planner. Yes. Now, OK, for for Luddites like me, Steph, just humor me for a second. What is a planner and why the heck would someone want to use this instead of Google Calendar and and Asana. So I don't know. For me, the, the I do use those too, especially because the thing I don't like about the paper planners, you can't collaborate with other people, right? Like with Google Calendar, you can invite people and that's great. But yeah. for me, I have a really hard time keeping my to-dos all in one place and I like to see them right alongside my daily schedule. And I just haven't found the right tool for me besides nothing beats pen and paper for that. I love being able to grab a pen. You know, I might be like running around my kitchen doing stuff and I keep my planner just kind of on my kitchen island open to the right page. And as my day is going, I like Mm. to just jot things down. So I'm not necessarily always in front of a computer. I know that, you know, you can have like the Asana app and I've tried that, but I, for some reason, I just always fall off with that. Whereas there's just something stickier to me about, I don't know, I was this way in college too. Like I had to write my notes. I think some people are just that way where like pen and paper just helps you kind of remember better. And for me, it just tends to stick when I can, um, when I can have that sort of old school, I don't know, for some reason, it's just not the same when I try to do the technology way. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So there's something about it being just pen and paper Mm -hmm. that is sort of almost like grounding for you. So sort of like it makes it almost more real. Yeah. And some of these planners out there are awesome. There are some really, so the day designer, for example, I'm excited about this one right now because there's more, I'm looking at it right now and there's 
there's more to it than, yes, there's a daily schedule. Yes, there's to-dos, but there's also a, a space on every page for your top three that you need to do today. We've talked about that on this podcast before, how important it is to pick three tasks for your day. So that's right there on the mm-hmm. page. There's a space for your daily, uh, like it says download, which basically means at the end of the day, just some quick notes of what went well today, essentially, as well as some space for like daily gratitude. So if you're kind of trying to integrate all of these different components that we've talked about, you know, figuring out what your most important tasks are, being grateful every day. Uh, There's even a space for like, what are we having for dinner tonight? So for people like me who might be juggling a lot, both professionally and personally, I like having it all on one page because it's really easy for me to forget the different balls I have in the air. So the day designer is really cool for that. Um, There's another one that a lot of people like called the passion planner. I have used that one. It's not my favorite, but lots of people love that one. So there's a lot of good options out there for people to check out. But uh, for me this year, I'm going with Whitney English's day designer. Wait, did you just make this decision live on the air? I think I did. I'm looking at all these and I think that's what I'm going with. Wow. I'll (laughs) be damned. What a woman of action. Where would you go to look up these things? Are you on individual websites or is there like a planner? First of all, I'll have links to all these in the show notes, each individual. But Steph, yeah, where did you find out about these? Oh, man, there's not one specific place. I've just just talked to a lot of people, tried a lot of different stuff over the years. It's just... It's just experience at this point. So I'm happy to talk shop on planners with anybody who's interested. Yeah, you might you might have to write a bigger post for us about like sure. just telling your story of how you got into it and then uh, and, and like lessons learned. But by the way, I'm just realizing that this show right now in the last couple episodes has turned into the the reverse of a morning zoo show where a morning zoo show is normally like like, you know, douchebag and douchebag too. Yeah. Like going like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and a lady going like, you guys. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And right. this is turned into Steph going like, blah, 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 day planners. <laughs> and that's going like, what? That's wild. I know. <laughs> I'll get off my soapbox on the planner though. now. No, I like that though. Cause there's something, there's something really powerful about this. And, and it, because you've been working with one of these for how long stuff? Oh God. Uh, I don't know my, my entire professional career. So like six or seven years at this point. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it hasn't gone away. It's been something that, that continues to, to, to make sense to you. And we should move on from the day planners, but like, this is something that, Hey, a lot of you who might have thought about this, but never really that seriously, this could be a thing. And who knows, you know, you, you go in, you're, you're $40 in, God, God knows what costs $40 in these things. But your forty dollars in—that's the—that's the worst you can you can lose. But potentially, you can gain the next eight years of of working out of these things, and it really grounds to me. Something about working on paper and pencil is it kind of grounds me in reality instead of just like all of the hopes and dreams. Because you can just infinitely create to dos and in, in apps, you know. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Okay, Corbett, what about you? What's a what's a piece of gear that you find is something that you're just like you're? I'm glad I have this. Yeah, something I'm pretty excited about this year. I think maybe I've talked about it already, um, but that is I have found that as I get older, my neck really hurts if I don't pay attention to how I'm using well, my laptop. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know what I mean, mm-hmm. same. My back and my neck and everything. And I know Steph deals with this. We all eventually hit that wall where it's like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have spent the past 20 years hunched over yep. mm-hmm. on my couch working mm-hmm. on my laptop. Yeah. So a big thing for me has been just getting the laptop up, getting the screen in front of my face, separating, you know, your hands from the laptop keyboard mm-hmm. using a portable keyboard instead. And um, I bought this uh, this laptop stand last year, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. I ended up bringing it down with me to Mexico when I was down there last winter. And uh, it was really nice, but it was heavy as hell. Mm-hmm. It was made of yeah. aluminum. Yeah. It's cool look, heavy as hell. 
then this year I was thinking like, eh, it'd be nice to have one that was kind of portable. Maybe I could take it yeah. somewhere like to the coffee shop easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also it'd be nice to get the, the screen up a little bit higher. So I, I looked around and I found this thing perfect for it. It's called the roost mm -hmm. stand and the roost stand collapses down to this tiny little, I think it weighs like six ounces, this tiny little bundle of plastic mm. and it comes with its own little carrying case. And then you unfold the thing like a transformer and it's just the perfect little stand for your laptop that gets it up at a nice height. It's also height adjustable. Mm -hmm. so you can go up and down a little bit. And uh, I don't type directly on my laptop when it's on that. I know, I think you came over and that was a complaint for you. If you're typing on your keyboard on your laptop, mm -hmm. it's not that firm necessarily. That firm, yeah. But uh, you separate, you know, and use a, a portable keyboard and it just works awesome. Yeah. So this is something that just gets the screen up so that you're not hunched over looking down. And this just helps you as, as you're working. You, you, you'd like to kind of like el elongate your spine and do a little better ergonomic posture. Yeah. You, you, well, you like it. Well, it's also like when you're on a laptop, you, the problem is either that you, you have it up high so you can see the screen really well, but then your shoulders have to be hunched up and yeah. your hands have to yeah. be up in this weird position like a T-Rex or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you can go down where your, your um, arms are at the 90 degree angle like they should be on your desk, yeah. but then your neck is all kinked over looking at the laptop. Mm -hmm. So- Anyway, um, the roost has been awesome. It isn't cheap. I think it was 75 bucks or something like okay. that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's been worth it for me. And I don't know if I condone this, but it looks like there is a knockoff on Amazon. No. It looks exactly the same, but for cheaper. Got it. Uh, so if you want to be that kind of person and yeah. support that sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Do yeah. Don't, don't. It likes too short. Come on. Support these indie, indie makers. Roost is not made by some big... Uh, no, I think big, it started as a Kickstarter. Yeah, horrible company or something like that, you know? So uh, that's cool. I like this idea of the roost to just to get it. It's like a simple little thing to start doing the standing desk kind of thing or just to get your, your your if you work from a laptop sitting down, to yeah. sit mm -hmm. and just get your laptop up a little bit using a, a keyboard and mouse. I like that. Yep. That's nice, Corbett. I had a good a, idea. I actually have standing desk on my list too. So even because we've, we, Corbett and I have talked about neck and, and back issues. And for me, just for anybody out there who's like, well, I don't have a laptop. I have a laptop and a desktop. And I recently invested in one of those things that's like a convert any desk into a standing desk by putting it on top of the desk. And if you have a yeah, desktop, yeah. you can put it on there and then just kind of like, I don't know, it like just sort of this, there's like this hand crank that, that pushes it, pushes it up. And I, I've had it just for a couple of days and I'm loving it so far. So those are on Amazon too, nice. but I cannot believe I didn't start standing up sooner. I'm like kicking myself because my energy is better and I already feel better. So I think that if you're not already standing and working, I think that would be a, a big thing to try out next year. Cause it's, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Love the ergonomics from the fizzle team over here. Ergonomics. All right. I'm going to jump in with mine now. Let's see. Which one am I going to go with first? Okay. I'm going to go with one that is sort of piggybacking on steps. It's my journal. I have a extra large Moleskine blank page hardcover notebook. Now I've gone through a lot of different notebooks in my life and preferably I've gone for, I like to have like you know, little foldy curl up ones that as long as it lies flat, I like it. I'm fine with it. And I just need to kind of capture my thoughts or whatever. Then I've gone full sort of digital. I have the iPad Pro. I started using that as my one notebook for a while. And that worked actually really good. Um, and then by, by and large, it's mostly text files, Evernote, things on on my computer and my and my phone. But for the past two months, I'd say if that um, I've started just a new page in my, in my Moleskine, uh, every day. And this is a notebook that I just had lying around from when I, I, I accidentally ordered the wrong thing 
and it's been sitting in there. It's just this big, like it's really nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a hardcover, nice black moleskin. Um, and I've started doing this this simple this simple process. All right, I walk you through it in about two minutes. Every day is a new page. All right, and I start with just a little thing in the upper right that says today I dot dot dot. That's where I write like the things that I'm feeling like committing to that day. Not not like work to get done. The values that I have. So like I have a value of of presence. Like I want to be present. I want to practice presence. You know, because I'm just better. I'm better when I'm grounded. When I'm centered. When I'm not flying off the handle, being like a crazy person. So so I I write that down. I write a little bit about why I want to do that. Just a couple lines. That one, and then and then a handful. I might might write. Sometimes I might write like eight or nine of these things. Sometimes I might write just three. Um, and then below that, I t- I say today I'm grateful for, and I just write a handful of things. Normally, there's something that happened yesterday. Um, just a, a simple way of looking at my life. We know scientifically there are two things you can do to impre- increase your happiness that are more statistically significant than almost any other thing that you can do. Uh, one of them is mindfulness meditation. This science says so. The studies are pretty conclusive on this. The other one is a gratitude journal. Some sort of like just quick re- recounting of five, three to five things w- that you're grateful for in a day. You do this for 30 days, you're, you are uh, highly likely to be a happier person. Be just like feeling better about your life. This is just like, like from a, from like a, and I'm like a pretty spiritual woo woo guy, but from just a straight up, like that's the data folks. This is just, these are just like great practices to do. Right. So part of it was just kind of being on that level of just going, all right, this is the data. Like, let's just do it. And so on, on one, like, you know, little, like one eighth of the page or one, maybe, maybe a quarter of the page on the right side is the column. It's the, it's just that a nice little line of those two things. And then the rest of the thing is like, right now I'm thinking through Christmas gifts for my friends, just making, or for my, my parents and everybody's coming into town. I got to keep a list of that. So I know what to, what, so I remember what's what, you know what I mean? And it just feels good to get that out on something that is, that is, uh, that's out. And it doesn't care. I don't care if it like needs to be remembered or not later. It's remembered now. I'm just doing it to kind of clear up the junk in my head now. Another thing I'm doing on this page that I'm currently writing, it's just a brain dump. Like it's like the third brain dump in, in three weeks, you know, but of just like all the little crap that I got to, that I got to keep making track of, you know, to keep, keep track of. Um, whereas before it was like, it was like brainstorming some things for a, uh, I don't know, we might be launching something new right at the beginning of next year. Uh, something really fun, something like really like, you might be able to plug it into your podcast app and oh. uh, ah. and have like another little so I wanted I wanted I was doing some brainstorming on that some planning and things like that mm-hmm. so it's become like a sketchbook a notebook uh, as well as this sort of like this uh, um, this really heavy duty personal development thing mm-hmm. and it starts with this very simple personal development thing on these are my values this is what I'm grateful for and then what else then what are we doing today what's going on and it's just a nice way in the morning to kind of like get things going. I normally do it after a little bit of, of meditation and, and then I get into it because I'm becoming a statistic about millennials. That's what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> like if I, I love threw it. a green shake in there. I wasn't going to say anything, but. <laughs> if, I threw, if, if I threw a smoothie in there, uh, it would be off the charts. Like New York Times would be calling. <laughs> just going like, hi, we're interviewing you because we want to see what millennials are looking for. Yeah, you definitely life. need a special diet. Yeah, you definitely do. So anyways, this this journal, uh, I, I love this idea uh, a lot right now. Um, and when I, I actually mean more than that. Like I, I started it as an idea, maybe I could do this. And now I'm, you know, five or six weeks into it. 
And there's something I really like doing about it because I know it does not take very long. I know that I'm going to have more clarity about the rest of the day after I do it. Mm -hmm. Just a piece, a simple piece of gear, just a simple piece of gear that helps me get my work done. And I don't know. I didn't, I never took this seriously before like this. Uh, It wasn't until I watched a handful of YouTube videos on just like, I saw some guy doing the same sort of thing. And I was like, oh, wait, I can do that. I'd actually like to do that. Well, and it's kind of fun um, for somebody like you who's into design and things to just design your own day yeah, and not have all the little boxes already there, right? Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I look at a lot of the, the planner things. We got a planner. We got the Daniel Laporte planner for, for one of our sisters uh, this year. And I looked at it and opened up and looked and I was like, okay, this is a bunch of boxes to fill out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this doesn't, you know, it, like there's something- you can change like, you know, in a month if you decide that the gratitude thing's not yeah. as important or whatever. Yeah, yeah, totally. So so I like I, I like doing it kind of my own. It feels, something feels a little more uh, maybe masculine about it. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, but certainly I get to, I get, it, it's a blank page. Every day's a winding road, Corbett. I get a little bit closer. That was and <laughs> already in my head. I'm not kidding. <laughs> what? Yeah. Terrific. Yeah, because I don't know what happened. Well, Somebody said I don't something earlier, and then Cheryl Crow. Boom. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um. So that that's mine. Is a is a is a simple journal, guys. Get into it, Steph. What's what's uh what's up with you? You know what? I'll do in the show notes. I'll see if I can find a Brian. This I when I got into this, there's this guy called Brian Johnson who started a thing called Philosopher's Notes, and I didn't know anything about this guy. So I went back. I, I was intrigued by what he was doing online. This is a little. This is a little tip. I was intrigued by how his YouTube videos were. Like, and I was like, "Huh? He seems to have some following. He seems to be. He's done some things." So I went back to the very first videos he ever did, right? And I watched through about twenty of these things because I was just like, I found a thread here that I was curious yeah. about. I was seeing because he started, you know, went two, down the rabbit hole. Two thousand eight. I started going down the rabbit hole to see, like, okay, so he's doing this now. What is? How? What has he learned? You can you can really see what people have learned, and you can. Yeah. It's a kind of a fast track to a little bit of personal experience by drafting alongside someone else. Um, and fast forward, yeah, it's it's pretty nice. So I'll try to find one of the journal entry or one of the the videos where he kind of walked through his journal, and I was like, man, that's cool. I want to do that. Like that's kind of nice. It just showed me what's possible. So I'll put those in the show notes. All right. Um, okay, Steph, moving over to you. Okay, first of all, I love that you're getting into that, Chase. I just have to say that I'm really excited that you're getting into a journal. And I think it's cool that we're giving people some, you know, for me, I really like the guide rails that a more structured journal provides. And for you, the free-flowing thing works. So I hope that people who are listening will uh, kind of feel themselves gravitating one way or another and try something, try one of them in the new year, because I agree it really is, um, it's really helpful. And it can be a very fun process when you figure out what works for you, so... Um, next up for me though, so kind of a little bit of a segue from yours. You mentioned a secret project that we've been working on. Mm-hmm. That I have been working on that might have to do with a podcast, right? And so mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. uh, this, this mm-hmm. is a, a little bit unusual because, uh, Chase is typically the audio guy and the microphone guy, but if I may, I'm going to share an audio resource that's been do really it. helpful for do me. It. I've had it forever and I've just been thinking about things that I can't work without right now. And for me doing a lot more podcasting, I have been really loving my USB microphone that I use. So I just use a super simple audio technica ATR 2100 USB microphone. And I yeah. feel like a lot of times people ask us like, Oh, I think a lot of people don't want to start podcasts because 
rightfully so they want the audio to be really good because they I think all of us have listened to lower quality podcasts and like right away you turn it off you're like I can't stand this the, the audio is no good but I don't think a lot of people know that there's like a totally affordable microphone out there that's also super portable Literally, you can hold it in your hand if you have to, if you're really careful and just plug it into the USB port in your in your laptop. Um, and this thing is 56 bucks on Amazon. And I love it because I can yeah. travel. I've traveled with it. I've had to record on the road. And I constantly I've been on other people's podcasts and people are always like, what are you recording on? You sound so great. And people are always surprised when I tell them it's like kind of a cheapo USB microphone. So if there's anybody out there who's kind of thinking about starting a podcast, but maybe you're on the road, you're intimidated by like some of the bigger rig that are out there. I love this little microphone and it's been really good to me. So for me, the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB microphone is essential to uh, the work that I'm doing right now. Okay. I think this is, this is a great, this is a great pick Steph, because, um, as a, as an audio guy on our, on our microphone test that we did, we, we did a huge test of a bunch of different microphones for podcasters. And these were for high end microphones where you're connecting them to a, you know, an audio input unit of some, some kind. So like you're, you're exponentially increasing your cost when you're going with those kinds of microphones. But for the first time podcaster, my recommendation was, and still is this audio technica ATR 2100 that Steph's talking about. Um, because number one, it's cheap. Number two, mm-hmm. it's USB. So you don't need to buy anything else. And number three, it also has an XLL, XLR, uh, cable output on the thing. So you could plug it into another system right. if you needed to, um, as well as it has a headphone out on it, which is nice because that means there's no latency as you listen to yourself and you don't need to have like a, a monitoring software that, that like spits back your voice to you as you're speaking it, where, where there's, there'll be a latency, like a millisecond off there. And you could kind of get a little bit bamboozled hearing yourself speaking a little bit off of what you're actually speaking. Um, so there's a great pick Steph. And, and what I love about this is, is, it's, it's a lot of power to be able to record your voice and get it on something that you can ship out into the universe you know what I mean? This is this this is providing people with a full on livelihood. You know, yep. uh, our podcast on the Fizzle Show is one of the most important pieces of new or like sources of new customers for us for Fizzle for that very reason. And if you're interested in getting into podcasting, this Audio Technica microphone is an awesome one to have. And you should know we have two courses specifically for podcasters in our library. One of them is the basics, the essentials, the, the setup. How do you get your podcast into iTunes? What are the best practices? Uh, all that sort of stuff. And the other one is a little more advanced, intermediate to advanced. Include, and that one's taught by John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire with a special guest episode from me in there teaching you how to do some serious audio sweetening stuff, which is really powerful when you want to sound a little bit better than than you could by your own. Like that's what's great about this microphone that Steph's talking about. With this microphone and a couple little tricks that I can that I teach you in, in how to edit that stuff, you can sound like an absolute pro. It's fascinating. It's mm-hmm. so you, you're just right there for 50 bucks. Great, great pick, Steph. Love that one. And as it turns out, I have a little follow on to that. Oh, what's that? Corbett oh, Bar. So uh, I used that microphone that Steph is talking about yeah. last year, and and uh, it was lovely. It sounds very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year, it also died on me in yeah. a way. The uh, headphone out jack stopped working. So I could have replaced it mm-hmm. as is, but I decided to switch things up a little bit oh, for myself What happened year. next? Well, in that review that you were talking about, mm-hmm. Chase, last year, yeah. you found out of this, what, eight microphones or so, yeah, including yeah. another one that I had called the uh, Rode Podcaster, yeah. which is a, a USB mic. 
uh, out of all of those mics, including some very expensive mics, yeah. your top pick mm -hmm. is the mic that you and I are using right now. Can you hear my voice? I can. Does it sound pretty good? It sounds amazing. That's the mic I'm using. It's buttery. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is called the uh, ATR 875R. Wow, wow. I had to look. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. The mic. Uh, and, uh, it's a, it's a shotgun mic. It's a little bit different, right? It's meant to really focus the sound in, yeah, a, yeah. in a small area. Mm -hmm. And you and I are here blabbing at one another. There's a lot of bleed, I think, depending yeah. on the kind of microphone you use. So it's nice for isolation, I think, but it's also nice because it's compact and I'm hopeful that it is, uh, durable as well because mm -hmm. it looks like it's maybe a little bit better made mm -hmm. and it's got a nice metal frame to it. But in order to use this mic, you need something known as an audio interface, a digital audio interface to get the signal into your computer because it has an XLR connector, which is what musicians would use yeah. right, to plug mm -hmm. into their gear. So uh, if you're you know, in a home environment, you might have a little box that you plug that XLR into and then it converts it into a signal that your computer can use. But for me, I'm going to be traveling a decent amount. And so I picked up this little device made by Shure. It's called the Shure X2U, mm -hmm. and this allows you simply to plug any XLR microphone into the Shure, and then the Shure has a USB out to go into your computer. And uh, what I love about this is that it has three little physical dials on it that allow you to mix the levels from your microphone from the uh, audio that's coming out of your computer if you're on Skype listening to someone else, mm -hmm. and the levels that are going into your headphones. And you plug your headphones directly into it and you get a nice monitor out of it. So um, anyway, in, in terms of small, compact USB to XLR adapters, this one is highly rated. Uh, it feels it's like it's built like a tank. And uh, I'll let you guys know how it turns out in Mexico, but I've been using it at home already for all of my recordings. Really? So you plug, this goes into USB, so from USB into your computer, yep. right? And then on the other side, it just plugs straight into your microphone. Yep. And then it, it provides power to your microphone because yes. some microphones need a little bit of phantom power. It also gives you a headphone out so you can listen, you plug in your headphones directly to this sucker. Yep. So you can hear yourself without any latency or anything like that. Exactly. Uh, this seems really, really nice for a hundred bucks. Now you can see the difference between, this is a hundred dollars for a part of this because the, the microphone Corbett's talking about is, is $150 or something like that. Right. Right. Uh, then plugged into a hundred dollar thing. Uh, so you can see how that price is more than just doing the audio technica, why that would be a $50 microphone to start with. But then when you're already serious about it and you need a particular kind of sound or a particular, cause where you're going in Mexico, you kind of need something that boxes out the noise a little bit more. Yeah. You know, so hopefully this one works better. Hopefully it does. And we don't know because that room is really echoey. Though. It really is. And I'm, I'm thinking we should probably send you with the Beta 52 uh, or whatever, the other one that I have, uh, 87A rather. Yeah, just a, um, just a C. Yeah, because I mean, if it's a, I mean, I think it'll perform better on those on those than this one did. At least it did in the in the test that I did. Mm. I'll put this in the show notes as well. The, the microphone shootout test that I did. Uh, there's a huge article about it, as well as a video where you can listen to the sounds of each of these microphones. Again, a lot of podcast talk over here, but if you are someone who does a lot of interviews or gets uh, gets paid by putting podcasts out, like these, this is your bread and butter, you know. And 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 piggybacking on that, I'm going to say something that isn't a piece of gear so much, but it kind of is. It's my my space for making podcasts and videos, mm. right? I have a space in my house that's totally dedicated to where I work. Now, and I've turned this into kind of a workshop for 
video, and audio. So everything is set up all the time, except for I do need to pull the tripod around and get a focus on the camera and do stuff like that when I need to do stuff. But uh, this is a really, really big deal for me. And it might not be something that you're thinking about yet in your life. Um, having a dedicated space for the things that I do rather than like, oh crap, I got to do another video. That means I got to move the couch and do the thing. And you know, you know, like that's just more of a reason why you're not going to do it. Yeah. Um, now I'm in a situation where my, my bread and butter, how I get paid is by making these videos and podcasts, right? Um, and you might not be yet, but I, I kind of always had a place like this in my house for doing this kind of stuff. And it's just kind of grown over time as I've found a way to make it more valuable to our life. But this is a big deal. This is a big piece of gear for me, you know, where I had to deck this thing out with some audio treatments, with all of the tools that I need uh, to be able to do this pretty quick and willy-nilly. I mean, I've got these crazy big uh, light box lights for video that I use as my lights in my studio. Um, I point them up towards the ceiling for a nice ambient light, and I uh, angle them down right at me when it's time for shooting a video. Uh, there's just something about this that when I think about getting my work done, when I think about being able to do things that other people can't do because I can do it quick, cause it's because it's already set up. It's because I've got this sort of as a, as, a, as, a, as a value that I've already intentionally set up in my life. Um, and I'm really grateful for this one. This is like, this is one of those hacks for me that that means a lot. I have a little chest of drawers with like all the little tools I might need, all the little dongles, all the little, and part of this comes from, you know, 20 years of being a musician uh, and just like knowing that you have these kinds of, this kind of gear to keep track of and it's got to stay organized. But having a space for my video production and for my audio production and recording has been like instrumental for me, I think for, it's just one of those things that makes my life so much better that I can, just have a dedicated space for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you have, and, and, you know, I think all of us have at one point worked in when you don't have that sort of thing in your house. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. it's just, a, it's a pain in the ass to set everything up and, yeah. and take it down every time. Yeah. If you have to film in the living room or whatever. Yeah. Filming in the living room, man. It's a, it is a total pain. P P I P I T A PETA is a PETA. You know what I mean? Steph, what about you? What else you got? All right, so another one for me is, I guess we're just going to continue the trend of audio stuff, but for me, I, <laughs> well, it's it's kind of, it's- it, No, you're such a gearhead. I, got, I mean, I'm really not. This is like all this, I'm really laying out the only things I use. Um, but this is, this one I like because it's uh, important in my professional life for the work I do, but it also seamlessly transitions into my personal life too. And that is the headphones that I use, the earbuds I use. I am loving mm. the Bose Sound Sport in ear headphones. Um, mm. And they also mm -hmm. make one that has an Apple, like for your iPhone as well. I love these headphones because they're awesome for getting work done. I like to uh, work from a co working space sometimes. It gets really noisy. Sometimes I go to a coffee shop or whatever. And I love that these are very comfy in my ear. And um, I'm kind of a discerning critic when it comes to earbuds because I also like to jog and do, you know, athletic stuff as well. And I like to listen to music when I run. And I've always had problems with earbuds falling out of my ears. It drives me absolutely insane. These are the only ones I've found that are so good for both of those things. And I just love them. They're 
they're awesome. They're 99 bucks. You can get them on Amazon. So they're not super cheap, but I, the quality is there for sure. And I love that they're made for Apple devices too. So you can also take calls with them and such, which is important as well to have the microphone for Skype mm. or, you know, phone calls and stuff. So for me, the Bose sound sport in ear headphones are, I use them every single day and I love them. So that's a big one for me. Yeah. I, I have a, I have a number two, but I'm definitely uh, uh, coming up behind you with the same exact thing. I love these headphones. I've used them for years. I'm on my second pair of them. The same ones? The same stuff? The same ones. Yeah, the Bose Soundport in-ears uh, with the iPhone connecting, you know, the volume up and down. The microphone sounds great. I can use that on any Skype call. I can even use that on some interviews if I need to. Nice. Um, like I have a really nice pair of Bang & Olufsen headphones that I'm listening to right now. The... Uh, play fives or whatever which i like for listening and they have a microphone on them but the microphone really sucks you can mm -hmm. hear every rustle against fabric and things like that um it's a, maybe the microphone's too good you know but in that sense but these bows i have loved because they let in just enough sound from the outside world um but they're plenty loud so i can tune out the outside world if i need to for running and for everything like that stuff yeah I so totally you, can, agree. you can run with those things i do yes, run with they're these amazing guys. they don't fall yeah. at all Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're great. I actually recently got recently got the Bose in ear, uh, the the Bluetooth ones, the Soundsport Bluetooth ones, and those are pretty great too. Nice. Um, the new iPhone doesn't have a headphone jack. That's right. And so I had to go like Bluetoothy, <laughs> and I like it. It's good. It, it's it's pretty good. They stick out from the ear kind of a lot, which is a bummer. So you bump them on things sometimes, where your hat can can cut, kind of get rustled on them, or they'll get stuck on your sweater as you're pulling it off. Um, ultimately I much prefer these wired ones, but then I got to have a dongle with me to, to attach it to my phone, which is kind of a bummer. <laughs> People may not know, uh, what a headphone aficionado you are. <laughs> are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've gone. It's, to, it's, I, it's been a thing for several years. Yeah. I am a, I am a big time headphone aficionado and it, it now that said, there's a lot of people who are further than me. It's basically it's been what it's been is it's been long one long stretch of me not willing to pay for the six hundred dollars Sennheisers that I right. should have gotten a long right time away, ago. and then you would have been yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. That's boy, that boy. If that, if that's something to learn from your from your shopping and gear gear thing, it's like you're gonna get what you pay for. Uh, and if you have it like with audio stuff, my 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 encouragement is always like, please don't think about it. Please don't get into audio stuff. Whatever you do, yeah. don't start it's the worst. fiddling with it because it's, the worst. it's always, yeah, it's like, well, now I'm changing out the cable and what about this thing? And so it gets kind of crazy. But anyway, Steph, I love these Soundport in-ears as well. Great pick, Steph. I had no, I had no idea. I, and I don't consider myself a, a pro on any level. So I feel really proud of myself right now for choosing cool headphones. Mm -hmm. Well, the great thing about this is this is a no-brainer. It's a $99 headphone, yeah. um, but it's made with great materials. Like it is, I mean, I'm... The only bummer here is I'm sure that the uh, I mean it, it, I gotta I gotta check in and see what what Bose's uh uh you know score is on how humanitarian they actually are with right. their employees because for ninety nine dollars get something that feels that is a nice silicone feel on the cord everything about it is kind of is nice and I like the I like the way that the ear things work they don't fall out of my ears yeah Apple's I mean so just you fall can out of my ears I find I could like shake my head all around and they will not move at all which is like I think that's so hard to find in an earbud so I'm a big fan yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're getting, and this sounds, might sound sort of particular, wait, hold on, tell me how to market my company. You'd be surprised. It's like having a headphone you can count on, just walk around while you're thinking about something, listening to a podcast, listening to the Fizzle show, listening to something where you're just like, it's kind of invisible, it's kind of transparent, you don't have to worry about it, so you're thinking about your business, you're thinking about the next thing. It's just these little things that like, that for $100 just enables you to have so much kind of, I don't know, so much space in your life for this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. I guess. Corbett, mm -hmm. what else, what do you got? Um, uh, well, 
How about the new MacBook Pro? Go for it. How about that? Well, I, th- I think, you know, one thing that's been invisible this whole time is the, the computer. Yeah. You know, we, none of us get our work done without the computer. Yeah. So uh, I decided, actually, both of us recently decided to upgrade our laptops. The new MacBook Pro with the touch bar came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so far, the experience has been pretty good. Uh, the the pros on it so i got the 13 inch one mm-hmm. and this replaced for me a three-year-old 13 inch macbook pro as well yeah the the upside for me is of course always the portability it is a half pound lighter mm-hmm. slightly thinner so i like that mm-hmm. for me the battery life has been about the same a little better than my my outgoing one only because it was three years old but yeah. about the same as when that one was new yeah uh, I think some people have complained about the battery life. But yeah, my 15-inch, the battery life's not nearly as good really? as the old one. Yeah, yeah. so it's been pretty good for me. Um, the on, the on the upside as well, I love the little Touch ID uh, where you can log in, mm-hmm. you know, directly. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty awesome. The trackpad is nice and big. The keyboard took a little bit of getting used to because it's got like smaller travel, mm-hmm. but it's working out pretty well. Um, on the downside, it's pretty damn expensive this machine it was more expensive than the other one and the touch bar so far for me is kind of just a gimmick Mm -hmm. and it even kind of gets in the way i I was talking earlier about um how it makes you realize how often you hit the escape key and how important that tactile feel of where the key is because you don't look up there you just go in and now the escape key is over a little further than it should be yeah yeah and you can't tell if you hit it or not so that part's a little annoying um so we'll see if they come up with any good apps that I use that I'm going to yeah. use as touch bar. But right now, honestly, I don't even look at it. I don't even know what the context yeah, is. Totally. It's like something else to learn. So yeah. if I were going to do this again, I might go with the version, the 13-inch version that doesn't have the touch bar mm-hmm. because then you just have regular function keys. Um, but then you lose that on the touch ID. So yeah. I yeah. I, uh, so, I mean, the big the big takeaway here is is your computer matters a great deal. Yeah. You know, uh, I've, I've worked professionally from a computer for like 15 years now. Um, I've, ne- I've, had, I, I've had a professional relationship with a MacBook Pro uh, of some kind, what used to be called a power book, uh, since I was a freshman in college, yeah. you know? Um, and that was where I did all my music production, all my video production, all my design, all my everything that, I, that, I, that I've learned to, all, all my paper writing. <laughs> college is the best, man. Um, and so the computer is so important. Um, as Corbett's mentioning, we just got the new MacBook Pros. I, I feel the same about the, the touch bar on this thing. I'm, I'm like over it. I, I actually really dislike it. But... The, but regardless, it's I went through the 15-inch. I've got much more screen real estate now. I can see so much more of my apps than I used to. I should have gone for the 13-inch, to be honest, um, because it's just as powerful for, for you know. And But this is nice because I got a bigger screen. Like my, my density, my pixel density is even more than before. So at, like when I'm looking at Logic right now as it's recording, I'm seeing much more of the timeline than I would, mm. um, which is kind of interesting. I'm liking that. But... Um, for me, the big, the biggest takeaway here is just like your computer matters a lot, and uh, like we were talking before about doing journals uh, or like doing. In the last episode, we talked about have you ever gone to the the cafe or something with just a notebook and a and a, and a writing utensil, You're not not yeah, no leave phone, your computer behind. leave your computer right. computer and your phone behind. It's a very different world, um, and. I think of the same thing when I'm like just just working on an iPad or something like that. Yeah, it can kind of feel sometimes these limitations open you up for like more stuff. And unfortunately for me, like I have to be able to edit a an image in Photoshop at any given moment. 
You know, I just feel like that like need, like I have yeah. to be able to, you know, we might just need to do that. Can't do that on paper. And I don't like doing that on, on the iPad either. Yeah. You know, I like starting it on the iPad, but then it has to finish off in Photoshop and then editing videos and all this other stuff. So I still got to stick with the big computer. Um, but hey man, computers are a real deal. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I, it's, it's a little disheartening to see the direction that Apple is going. It seems like they care a little less about the laptops these days for mm. some reason mm-hmm. or. Or I don't know, or they're trying to squeeze out excitement when maybe there's not much more you can innovate on these I things. I still have a little hope for them. I think they've got a vision, but but uh, they're they're iterating. We'll, yeah. s- we'll see, though. I feel the same way about the trackpad, yeah. I, or the, tra- the trackpad. Yeah. I'm glad you guys yeah, are no, the uh, laptop guinea pigs, because I have not upgraded my laptop in a little while, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. take all of your learnings and choose choose wisely. Yeah, this is really interesting. Inter- actually, like later on this week, probably, I'll, I'll put on... I'll put out, uh, finally, like, I keep a, a, a post on my personal blog, Ice to the Brim, uh, where where it's just, like, every app that I have to install on every computer in the process of, like, there's, like, a lot of little, yeah. like, little hacks, a lot of pseudo something somethings that I have to do mm-hmm. to just get it to behave the way that I, that, I, that I need it to. A lot of keyboard shortcuts I have to import and all that kind of crap, right? So I keep a big list of this, and I've been, and it took me about a week to do it all on this one. Um, but what's interesting is now as I get older and I'm, I use my computer as like, it's a, it's a hammer. Like it is a hammer. I use it for, I use it as a tool, yeah. you know, and my life is lived out of this thing by and large. Like my yeah. professional career is lived on this, com- this computer. But what's interesting is like, I did not feel like I was excited for the, so excited for the computer to come. But once I was using it, I was like, this is just a computer. Just like I always had one. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I thought it was like, that thing is starting to wane in me. Like the wisdom is starting to turn up and, and the excitement yeah. is starting to turn down in some way. Yeah. And honestly, the, uh, the performance upgrades aren't that great. You don't, you don't really notice the that. old one was three years old. This new one isn't that I, I ran the benchmarks and it's like maybe 10% faster. Yeah. Wow. So it's interesting. It, um, for someone like Steph or anybody else who's listening to this, if you don't have to do video editing, yeah. you, if you don't have to write code on your laptop, you might just go with the 12 inch MacBook. My wife has it. Yeah. And it's a really, really nice screen. Mm. It's a very portable machine. It weighs yeah. only two pounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used it for a few weeks when we were in the Caribbean recently and I really enjoyed it. So I don't nice. know. Nice. Okay. The, let's see. I'll try another one here. Um, I have an app for you. I have an app for you. This is an app that I live out of. It's called Ulysses. Mm, yeah. Corbett, you still writing this one? I got it open right now. Yeah. Ulysses is an app that is on the App Store for Mac. I don't believe they have a, a, a PC version of it. And it is just kind of like your one-stop shop for all things writing, note-taking kind of thing. I live out of this app. Um, and it took a, and, and it wasn't actually an easy transition to this one because I have... I'm very particular about my about my text writing apps because I've I've used a lot of them. I have a lot of weird opinions about about them and writing in Markdown. If you're not writing in Markdown, I think you should really look at the textual language called Markdown, which is just a way that you can write that ha- that makes it really easy for you to export into HTML for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you can export into anything from there, but HTML is what I use it for, uh, and I and I need everything written in that way. Even though when I take notes to myself, you know, this is what bold looks like. This is what italics looks yeah. like. This is what a link looks like. Because then it's completely interchangeable. And a lot of these apps make it very simple. One of them is Ulysses. Makes it really simple to write in Markdown. It's beautiful to look at. It's fine. I can customize how things look if I need to. Um, and then one of the things I really love about this app is it has all my files in the app itself. 
So Byword is another app that I love to write in Markdown. However, I have to manage my files myself in the, you know, the computer's file system. So I have to open up Dropbox, go into my text file, go into my like, you know, whatever fizzle text file. And then I see the three files that I'm working on there, right? Double click the one. And now I'm in Byword doing the thing. Whereas mm-hmm. in Ulysses, I open up Ulysses. And there's a little folder on the left for uh, these are the things I'm working on daily. This is the podcast. This is the Fizzler success stories. This is the, so everything's right there, and inside of each of those folders is all my all of my 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 files that I'm working on for writing. So I like I really they got me. I I got this feeling for like I want to be able to manage my files from right directly in the app itself. I just want to see everything. Yep. And uh and Ulysses is the best I've found that does that. There's a new app called Bear which I got really excited about because there's some things that Ulysses does that I don't like that it does, but Bear was not an improvement mm. on, it was pretty and, and it's, it's an interesting thing. It will probably work great for a lot of people for, for the, like, like similar to where I'm like, my computer's a tool and yeah. it's a hammer. Like I need to do the, I just need to do these things. I need to export HTML in this particular way. I need it to do X, Y, and Z. Yep. And it's like, no, this is an improvement. So I'm going to stick on, on, uh, this is not an improvement. I mean, so I'm going to stick on Ulysses. But Ulysses is a great app. It is It is great. And I uh, started using it a while back because I was frustrated with Evernote. Mm-hmm. Evernote has a lot of bells and whistles. For me, it was too many. Yeah. There were a lot of things that I didn't use. And at the same time, it stores files in this weird internal format. Yeah. And so it makes it like you feel like, oh, I'm stuck with Evernote and yeah. I can't open these files up with something else. It just made me nervous. So I, I just wanted to go with something that just saves straight text files. Ulysses just saves them as a .md or something, mm-hmm. which you can open up with anything. It's just yeah. text. Yep. So yeah, I like that. Evernote. I do not recommend writing in Evernote for some reason. I, a lot of people like to do that, and I can understand why because it's it syncs your stuff, right? It's nice to have the sync with Ulysses. It can sync through either iCloud or Dropbox, right? Yeah. So you've got That's all, and iCloud has turned into a really really useful tool. Mm-hmm. Like you can sync like all of your things in iCloud seamlessly. Having them open on different different applications, different devices. Yeah, you know, uh, it's beautiful. It's starting to work really, really well. Um, so that using Evernote because it syncs is no longer as big of a of a. I think it's just too cluttery for writing in for me particularly. And uh, yeah, like I mentioned, if you're interested in Markdown, you should you should do some do some research on Markdown and start learning how to write in it. Which is particularly get an app that works in that. Because then you, you know, in Ulysses, you select a piece of text, you go command B to make it bold and it'll mark down bold it for you. Yeah. And then it shows it as bold too. Yep. So these are the ways that you kind of learn how to, how to write markdown in some of these apps. Okay, Steph, you have one more for us? I have one more and I'll keep it quick. And uh, Corbett, I would say is actually the expert on this one, but I'm going to share it because it's new in my life and I'm loving it, especially as a parent. I recently got a Nest Cam for my nursery and I love it. It's like changing the way I, this is, this actually impacts my work too. So I have a seven month old baby girl and I have a nanny who takes care of her during the day. And we have like, we used to have sort of like the closed system, like sort of old, more old school video monitor. And it was okay. It kind of started dying on us after just a few months, which was really disappointing because actually it really wasn't that cheap. Um, so we decided that maybe we would try a Nest Cam and it has mixed reviews in terms of being a, a, a kid's room monitor because there's a few reasons why you can look it up online. I won't get into it, but I decided to go for it and it has been awesome. I love it because sometimes I'm out and about if, I'm, if I want to work out of the house and I try, I try not to spy because I don't want to be the weirdo who's like spying on my childcare. I don't try to listen in or anything, but I do like to know that she's like taking a nap and that everything's going okay. Or John and I recently had the experience. We were out on a date night on Friday and we were kind of like 
do we have time to get another cocktail? And we could like look at our Nest Cam and see that she was actually waking up and we needed to get home. So I'm actually really enjoying the Nest Cam for the moms and dads out there who are kind of curious about use. I know there's some privacy concerns because I guess technically somebody could, since it uses Wi-Fi, somebody could technically hack it and look at your kid. But I don't know, for me, it's been a, a game changer. I really like not having to carry around like a portable device in my house because it's just on any of our devices. So I know Corbett uses Nest Cam for security and a lot of people do, but uh, using it for a baby monitor has been has been a really cool upgrade for for me in my tech life recently. Wow. Nice. I like that. You're yeah. on the, you're on the, you have another one, Corbett? Uh, yeah. So my last one, uh, let's see here. Actually, this was on your recommendation, Chase. Oh, everybody probably who listens to this has heard that Chase does bag reviews and uh, <laughs> he has a nice pile of bags around <laughs> now and then at any given moment. Chase, uh, graciously turned me on to a new bag that I'm loving. Mm. This is a great bag. It's called the air. And, uh, what, what version of the air is that? It's Chase? the air fit pack. Air fit pack. It's a simple, uh, you know, sort of daily use bag that has a nice laptop pouch, some good, simple organization inside, uh, space for your sweaty gym clothes if you want. It's just kind of like a, a good everyday, and it's very sleek and black and just the right size, nice materials. Yeah. I've been really enjoying this bag. It was an upgrade uh, over a, what did I have before? Like a Timbuktu or Timbuktu something? Timbuktu something. And it was it was fine. I had it for probably too long and uh, I'm, I'm loving this new one. So Chase, if people wanted to go and like find a good bag for them. Yeah, well, they- I, I'll put it, I'll put a link to the review I did of this, of this bag, the Air Fit Pack. And uh, from there, you can see the channel that I do all of these bag reviews from i think i'm going to rename the channel as like instead of chase reeves chase reviews mm. and just make it just a review channel yeah for that because i, like I just that. like to, uh, you know what favorite. i you know why corbett because i like products you love them i, I love products i think a product a good product really can change your life in a good way this is the dream of design this is the dream of like designing a thing that does what it's supposed to do and then it does it for you yeah and you're like hiring this bag to do particular things and i love this bag that you have corbett it's got a, just a basically a simple tech uh, organization pocket for your laptop and a handful of necessities. Yep. And then just a big pouch to throw in a water bottle, a sweater, a jacket, whatever you need. I love that about this bag. It's so simple. It's so minimal. And uh, anyways, I like it's it. It's great. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a that's a good place as any to, uh, to probably... Actually, I'll, I'll do one more. I'll do one more here. It's another app for you. And I've talked about it a lot if you listen to us about productivity and stuff like that. It's an app called Drafts. And I still use this every single day on my iPhone. Uh-huh. I believe they have an Android app as well. Um, and Drafts is just something I keep on my home screen. I click the button to open up the app and I'm already like, it already has my cursor in there blinking, waiting for, with the keyboard up, waiting for me to be typing. So I have an idea. Oh, what about this? 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 I'm typing it down. Then I figure out what to do with it. I can keep it as a note in drafts or I can click the right arrow on the top and go save this as an Evernote file or send myself an email with this or send this as a text message to somebody else. Or what I've done, what I've started doing is I have a few ongoing uh, notes in there. One of them I call stonings because it's just some of these outside, like, wow, man, ideas that I'll get sometimes. Okay, sure. Do you know what I mean? I got and, it. And like, I just keep it. And a lot of this is like stuff that, that one day when I write my mem- memoir, it'll come out of these notes. Okay. It'll come out of this sort of thing where I'm ca- capturing an idea or a moment or a thing that's like, it's just silly, you know? But it's like some, some, something to me is going like, 
hey, actually, that's pretty smart. You should write that down. <laughs> and I've got a place for it. And I don't care if I never do anything with it. Yeah. Because I've got Hopefully it Hopefully it just allows you to stop thinking about you it. You just get it out. You get it out in a place that, that your brain trusts. Right. So the Drafts app, I think, is killer. Um, if you don't have it, if you, I mean, because it's one thing to have it. It's another thing to use it. Um, and the reason why I love this app so much is because I use it. So maybe, maybe it can be that for you too. I think that's it, you guys. Steph, you, Corbett, you guys have anything to add? That's it for me. That's it. I'm geared out. I'm geared out, bro. That's it. Remember, listen, mm-hmm. the things you own end up owning you. The dream of this show and of, and of your, of, of my philosophy of things is definitely you have things that improve your life. Not things that you like have to stress about when you need to move next. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And ho- and in this list, there's not that many big things. These are really essential from the roost sort of keyboard thing to the moleskin journal or the day planner, right? Uh, the podcast microphones. These are tools that enable us to literally create things that other people can can like can like uh, I don't know orient themselves around uh-huh. right you can grow you can grow an audience if you have a microphone and a heart and a brain right you can grow an audience if you if you've done the work in your journal and your day planner to go like this is what i'm heading towards if you followed the advice from our terrific last show to figure out a, some goals for for this year it's going to be in a notebook or a journal or in a podcast or in a uh in a writing app like ulysses that this stuff is sort of worked out day after day after day that's why I think these things are are more than just stuff to buy. Uh, and sometimes, you know, if you want to start, if you want to start running, you just got to buy a new pair of running cl- costume. You know, you, yeah. you know that thing. It's like it's like you get a new pair of tights, and all of a sudden you're like, I'm excited to go running just because you want to use the tights, right? And that fades. <laughs> that always fades. You can't. That's not sustainable energy. But it's a trick for a little while. But it might might trick you into like finding something deeper. You dig in it. I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. I've been Steph Crowder. And we'll see you there, or we'll see you another time. So there you have it. All right. Fizzleshow.co slash 195 is where you're going to find links to every piece of gear that we mention in this show. All right? They don't have a link in there for the hangover tool I'm looking for to help me recover from the holidays. Fizzleshow.co slash 195. Here's an iTunes rating from uh, Susan Bliss in the U.S. of A., who says, I have listened to many other podcasts about entrepreneurship, but this one is my favorite. Chase, Corbett, and Steph, and Barrett and Caleb from Days Gone By strike a wonderful balance between sharing expertise and sharing their very relatable humanity. These guys have been out there doing what we all want to do for a long time, and they know what they're talking about. I don't think I could have kept myself motivated if I hadn't found the physical community. I love these guys from afar, and you will too. They know, they care, they give. Wow! Susan Bliss, Susanna Bliss, just blissed me out, man. That felt so good to hear. Uh, Thank you so much for writing that, Susanna. If you don't know, Susanna took a moment out of her day to write what she thinks of the show on our iTunes page, leaving us an iTunes review. You can do the same thing by searching for Fizzle in the iTunes store and clicking Write a Review next to our podcast. I would love to read your review on the air as well. All right, in closing here, here's one of my favorite all-time social media quotes from one of my favorite all-time modern uh, CEO entrepreneur type people who is the opposite of those types of things, what you think of them. His name is Merlin Mann. All right, and this is a classic Merlin Mannism, a tweet from bygone days. He says, 
joining a Facebook group about creative productivity is like buying a chair about jogging. <laughs> Read that again in a second. But I just love it. We're, you know, we're talking about this gear. There's gear you got to get, but it's not going to get this work done for you. Okay, so here's how he says it. Joining a Facebook group about creative productivity is like buying a chair about jogging. <laughs> Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.